Uh, Welcome to week four of the confusing things that Christians say. Uh, And I pray that you're blessed as we dig into God's word today. We're going to talk about a phrase that in and of itself might not be confusing, but I think the confusing part is, is making sure we understand what it really means and applying it very clearly to our life. Which is why I want you to visualize that picture frame, maybe on your parents' shelf, maybe on your grandparents' wall from back in the 1980s that, uh, when it became popular. Like, how many of you ever heard of the poem, The Footprints in the Sand? Like, about the 80s or 90s is when this poem became a, a popular piece of Christian art and decoration in, in people's homes. If you haven't heard the poem, uh, just a little bit of, about it. The, the poem is uh, this visual and image of, of someone walking on the beach. Uh, they have a dream, and, and they see on the beach sets of footprints in the sand. And they look at the footprints in the sand, and then there are times when there's just one set, not two. And this Christian individual kind of tracks through in their brain that when there are two footprints in the sand, the things in life were pretty good, and, and things were going well, and and headed in the right direction, but then there were times when life got hard and it went down to one. And so the Christian asked God, like, God, when, when life was the hardest, God, when, when things were most challenging, God, when I was walking through the most difficult valleys of life, you disappeared. Where are your footprints? Why weren't you walking with me? To which God says, my child, Like I was walking alongside of you when things were good, but when things got bad, I was the one doing the walking. I was doing the heavy lifting. I was carrying you through difficult times. And I think that poem from about 40 to 50 years ago, as people argue over the authorship of it, is perhaps when this popular phrase, this common Christian speak, probably became more common in in your world and my world, and definitely in the religious world, When a Christian might say to another Christian, I'm doing well in my walk with God. Or when one person might ask another, are you walking with God? Or or maybe you've asked the question or someone's asked you, how's your walk with God going? Like I think we all can understand what that means. We we get the reality of walking with someone in in this life. and so I don't think the phrase in it itself is as confusing as what is being portrayed, but, but do you truly know what it means to walk with God? I mean, if you and, and me and a couple other hundred people who are in here today are all walking with God, we understand he's either a very busy guy or it means something a little bit more. Walking with God is not someone what we see, so, so what does it mean to be walking with someone who who isn't literally side by side with us and, and, and going in the same direction that we visually can, can recognize. Because here's the thing I want you to hear before we get into this week. Walking with God might be one of the most important things about your life of faith. Like the Bible clearly is going to lay out for you and for me that, that this matters, that this is important, that, that walking with God is significant. So if you have ever wondered, what does it look like to walk with God? Am I really walking with God? Am I doing well in my walk with God? In what direction does God want me to walk? If if there's confusion in, in what that phrase means, but it's important and matters 
for you and for me this side of heaven, then we got to get it right. See, because this is the thing about confusing things that, that Christians might say or hear or, or even believe. When you don't get it, when you don't understand it, when you're confused by it, you can't appreciate it or apply it. Like, if you don't get it, you can't appreciate it for what it is. And, and today, I really want to focus in on that second one. When you don't get it, when it comes to what does walking with God look like? What does it mean to walk with God? Am I walking with God correctly or not? It, Am I doing the things that God has called me to do in my walk of faith? If you don't get it, you can't properly apply it. So first, before we get into the application of it, I I just want you to see the biblical reality of it. Like there are examples of people the Bible call out, identify, and commend for walking with God. And the first one is a man named Enoch. We don't hear much about him. But in Genesis chapter 5, he's the first person uh, in human history who never faced death. Like, God took Enoch to heaven, and and here's probably why. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Like, he walked with God faithfully. So there's something about that word that matters when it comes to walking with God, right? Right? The same was said of another man who followed after in a, in a time when sin and wickedness were, were all around, when, when God put, decided that he was going to wipe out every living thing on the face of planet Earth but one family, the man Noah was referred to as a righteous man, not perfect man, and he walked faithfully with God. So there are examples of people in the Bible where God describes them as, as ones who walked faithfully with him. And then there are other times, like there are described in Genesis 17, of another man, a, a hero of faith, named Abram, right before he got the name Abraham, right here in this section when, when God was about to promise to Abraham that I'm going to make you the father of many nations and your wife, Sarah, is actually going to have a child. God says, I'm God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Doesn't describe Abram or Abraham as a man who walked faithfully. It's a call from God to Abraham to walk with me. And the descriptive phrase of how to do it faithfully, be blameless. And in fact, later on in the Old Testament, the book of Micah may be a passage that that you've heard before or memorized in a time when, when God's people were struggling in their walk with him, when they weren't following through and walking with God faithfully, Here's what the Lord requires. He's shown you, a mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? So when you think about the Bible saying there's something that the Lord requires of you, understand that this isn't like a suggestion, uh, something to consider and decide if you should or shouldn't, something that's a good possibility, but not something that has to be carried out. No, when God says require, it's like the requirements... (laughs) of entrance into a college. It's like the requirements uh, that you have to check the boxes in order to get a job. What does the Lord require of you? And today I want you to think about this not in a generic way. Because oftentimes when we hear the word you, I like to think about you. (laughs) And you. And all of you. But not necessarily me. So instead of the word you, what does the Lord require of? Insert your name. 
Because here's what God says of that requirement. Can we go back to the verse before we fill in the blank? To act justly, to do what is just, to love mercy, to, to act in a godly way, and to walk humbly with your God. The Lord requires of you and me to do the same thing he called for people in the Old Testament to do, to walk in obedience. The Lord requires of you and to me to walk humbly with God, just like Jesus called many people to do in his day and age. He, he called his disciples to follow him, and they literally walked with God time and time again. He called people like the rich young man, follow me, sell all you have, get your life in line, and come with me. Walk with God. There are parables that talk about how Jesus would call people to, to follow him, and they made excuses and buts. Just give me some more time. God has called you and to me to walk humbly with God. He requires that of you and of me. In order to apply it, we need to truly understand what that requires, right? Do you know what that requires? Are you maybe confused by what it requires? Have you heard different things about what's required of people to walk with God, what, what they're required to do? Or maybe just maybe be wise for you and for me to truly understand what it re is required. Because if it's a call to action for each and every one of us, we need to get it right. So I'm going to give you four things today, plus one, about what the Lord requires, what walking with God looks like. You already saw number one as you filled it in the notes, but here's number one. What does the Lord require of us? Walking with God requires direction. Now, I know this might seem obvious, but I want to focus on the word with. Like, if I wanted to go on a walk with my wife, and she's probably laughing somewhere in the room right now, because that doesn't happen very often. I don't like to walk. But if we left our house and we walked out the garage door, in order to walk with her, I have to go in the same direction as her. Like, if I walk out the front door, we go through our garage, we hit the enter button so it goes down, and I turn left, and she goes right, we're both walking, but there's no width. And when it comes to walking with God, it requires direction. Like the direction that God walks in, the direction that God wants you to walk in. And when it comes to God's direction, it's not like my wife and I walking and coming to the end of the street where there's a stop sign where we could take left and right or we could go straight and continue our walk with each other. Like, it's not like a compass where there's north, south, east, and west, and multiple options. Walking with God requires direction, and there is but one. God's. So if walking with God requires direction, in order to be able to apply it, you need to know what that direction is, right? Well, maybe Jesus' words simplify part one, easiest step, thing to consider, how to apply it to our life of faith, our walk with God, requires direction. Here's God's direction. Jesus said these words in his Sermon on the Mount. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? A lot of people in this life are in the pursuit of that direction. Things, possessions, getting by. And it's not wrong to want to make sure you're taken care of. It's not wrong to, to want to make sure there's food on the table. But Jesus said, here's the direction that you should desire first. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. 
Seek first the things that God calls to be good, righteous. Seek first the things that matter to God, his kingdom. If you want to know what that is, think about maybe the Lord's Prayer. Your will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive as as you have forgiven us. Hallowed be his name. Those are the things about his kingdom. Think about the things that he's laid out in the commandments. What is it that's a part of God's kingdom? Seek first his kingdom. What matters to God? What's good in God's eyes? What is right in God's eyes? And then all these things will be given to you as well. Don't be concerned about that direction primary in a first way. Let this be your primary and these things will be taken care of by God. Now, in order to know the things that are in God's direction, you have to know the things that, that God has told you. Which is why we talk so much about roots. Like I know sometimes there are some of you who say, I've heard it before. Why do you have to give me the same, same spiel? Each and every year, each and every month, each and every week, gather, group, grow, give, and go. Why? Because without gathering and hearing God's word, without growing and being in God's word, without grouping with others who know the word, you and I on our own will never be in the right direction. Like you can lay out a plan for your life. You can have a roadmap for where you want to go. But does it line up with God's direction? Because here's the thing, if it doesn't, you're in danger. And so in order to know the direction, you need to be in the word. Here's why I love Psalm 119. It lays out for you very clearly to know God's direction, what what God requires, what God wants, what, what God says matters, what God wants your beliefs to be. It requires the word, which is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. To get from point A, which is here in your life, to point B, which is eternal life, where God wants you, you need the word to guide the way to show you the direction that God wants you on. And it's okay to lay out a life plan and a map for where you want to go, but make sure it lines up with God and his direction. But walking with God, while it requires the right direction, and it's vital and we need the word for it, it requires far much more than that. Because here's the thing, you and I can know the direction that God points us in. Like, there's not a single one of you in here today who, who would say that God in his word is a God who doesn't call for people to be forgiving, right? Like, God says forgiveness is the right direction. That's why we pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So knowing the direction is important, but if all you do is know the direction and there's nothing else that happens after you're not walking with God. It's like each and every one of us knows if you want to lose 15 pounds, if you want to get in, in, in better physical shape, you want to be healthier, you know what's required of you? Eat well, eat less, exercise regularly, drink water. Like, it's pretty easy. I mean, if you're still not certain of that, I can show you a few websites or I can show you when other people in their life have done it and and it happens. Like everyone knows it, but you know what it requires you? Action. Like it requires the actions of when you're in the grocery store to not put that off the shelf into your cart because it's bad for you. 
It requires you to wake up or at the end of the day, instead of going home and sitting down, going to the gym or taking a walk to exercise. It requires you to turn off your phone earlier and get a good night's sleep. It requires you to drink more water and drink less Mountain Dew, like all the things that are required. You know the direction, but it requires you to take action. And the same is true about walking with God. You have to be not just headed in the right direction, but to know what God says also means to do what God says. And sadly, all too often, we walk in the path that satisfies our sinful nature, gratifies our desires as opposed to following in step with with God. I mean, God says this through the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians. He talks about what a life following God looks like. So I say, walk by the Spirit. Let God's Word guide you and let the Holy Spirit be the direction you're going and the one who causes the action. Can't do it on your own. It's impossible to do it without God's help. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. These two paths are different. Don't deceive yourself. You can't have it both ways. Like God calls us to follow his direction and he calls us to take action in that direction. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Walk at God's pace. Walk in God's direction. All vital, all important. Like walking with God is about the direction you're headed and about the actions that follow. And so I need you to be honest today. Answer the question, how is your walk with God going? Like, is there something that you're harboring and holding on to, a bitter root? And you know God calls you to forgive, but, but you haven't. You might know the direction, but you are definitely not headed in it. Or maybe it's relational. Like, you know what God says about that. But you're not doing that. You're doing completely the opposite because it's gratifying you. Or maybe it's some of the most simple things. Like that you're, you're simply not following through on even though you know God calls you to, to be headed in that direction. Like I, I need you to be honest. Are you... Are you headed in a different direction? Are you not following through on the action? Like, walking with God requires both. And sadly, all too often, we don't. Like, the direction we go down is the opposite direction. And here's the thing about this topic. It it can be overwhelming. And it can be something that will cause you to to be paralyzed spiritually and maybe lose hope. Like, how could I ever meet the standard of God? How could I ever be perfect and head in the right direction all the time? How is it possible that if I don't follow through on the actions that, that God would ever want to walk with me or ever let me into his heaven? Don't lose heart. Because of the one who 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 always did walk in the right direction.
His name is Jesus. He willingly left his throne in heaven and came to earth this direction. For 33 years, he walked in the right direction and followed the will of God. He took action each and every day. He forgave each and every time. He, he loved the, the, the unlovable. He, he did each and everything that God called him to do. Even walking in the direction of the cross where he paid the price for your sins and mine. See, walking with God requires action and direction and it's only possible for you and me because of Jesus who did it. And I want you to have that in mind when, when you think about walking with God and it's hard. Like you know when that is. Like sometimes it's hard to forgive that person for what they did because it maybe ruined your life. Sometimes it's hard to walk in God's direction and take action because you know that it comes with a cross. Like Jesus said, follow me. Whoever follows me will have to take up their cross and do so following me. Like walking in God's direction and sometimes taking action does not mean it will be easy, does not mean it'll be enjoyable, does not mean it will go well with you, does not mean it'll come with others turning their back on you. Jesus even said, when you follow me, sometimes mother and father, brother and sister, best of friends will hate you because of me. Like walking in God's direction, my friends, you need to understand this, does not mean your life will be easy or not face challenges. This side of heaven, in this sinful world, it will be hard. You will go through things that you don't understand and sometimes you'll be left wondering and doubting that God's direction is the right one. Have you ever experienced that? If so, when you're headed in the direction, when you know the action, when, when it seems like the, the path is too hard or too overwhelming or isn't the right one, remember the third thing about walking with God and what it requires, it requires trust. Trust. Like that passage you just saw flash on the screen, what does God require of you? To walk humbly with God. I don't know what your working definition of humility is, but maybe this will help you understand what it looks like to walk humbly with God. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less often. Like if you want to walk humbly with God, think less, think less often of yourself and the path you want to be on. Think less often of what you're going through. Think of yourself less often and think way more often about God. The God who saves, the God who loves. The God who walked in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve the God who made a promise to them when they went down the wrong path and didn't stay in his direction, who made a promise to send a savior so that they might spend eternity with him. Trust is required of you and me when, when life is hard, when the direction God calls us to is challenging, when opposition is something we meet along the way. God would tell you this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding in all your ways submit, put yourself under and he will make your path straight. Like walking with God requires direction. What does God call me to do? What does his word lay out as the path I'm to be on? It requires action on our part to, to walk step in step with the spirit, to let God guide us, not be driven by our flesh. And it requires trust. That God wants to get you from point A to point B 
and he wants to make your path straight. Doesn't say easiest. Like sometimes the straightest path from point A to point B comes with all sorts of challenges. Just ask my son-in-law. Like my, my son-in-law who just moved down to, to Georgia for his vicar year, my son-in-law Zach. Like before they moved down there, he took on the job of driving a U-Haul with a car attached to the back of it, pulled behind it down the interstates that some of you have maybe driven before. And he probably took the straightest path, but it didn't mean it was the easiest path. <laughs> didn't mean it didn't come without challenges. Like God wants you and me on the path in the right direction. He wants us to trust that path, which will come with obstacles and roadblocks, will, should be affected by sin and, and others. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Like, don't let the things you face veer you off the path. But when they do, remember number four of what walking with God requires. Not just direction, not just action, and not just trust, because there will be times when you and me, because we are imperfect, fail. Which is why God wants you and me to remember that walking with him requires grace. Like the only reason you're on the path and walking with God is because of grace. Like you wouldn't be on the path, you wouldn't have the ability to, to act and do the right thing with without grace, without God, without the Holy Spirit. Like, walking with God requires grace. First, to get on the path. And walking with God requires grace on a daily basis because you and I will step off the path, sometimes go way off path. And when our eyes get open, when, when God stops us and, and calls us back, when, when we confess our sins and turn and get headed back in the right direction, it's only possible because of grace. Like walking with God requires grace. The grace that he offers and gives that brings you on the path, the grace that, that you and I need when we fail, the grace that you and I need to offer to ourselves when we desire to be in the right direction but we never measure up to perfection. The Apostle Paul understood this. Words from Philippians chapter three that I read before. Not that I have already obtained all this. We, we're headed in the right direction, but we are not perfect. Nor have I arrived at my goal. The destination is still out in front of me. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. That's grace. He took hold of me. And in this life of faith, I want to be headed in God's direction. I, I long to take action and walk in step with the Spirit. I, I seek and desire to trust in God's direction at all times and walk with him. And I need grace as I press on toward the goal. I haven't taken hold of it yet, but... Look at how the Apostle Paul finishes these words. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Next screen. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Four things. Can you hold on to them when someone would say, are you walking with God? Can you answer the question, are you walking in God's direction? What he calls you to do, what his word lays out is right and wrong, good and bad, seeking first his kingdom. Not perfectly, but are you headed in the right direction? Walking with God requires grace that, that knows when you fall, there's a God who pulls you up and has saved your life from the pit. Trust in him, it requires that 
as a part of walking with God so that you can carry out the action. And in order to do that well, here's the bonus one. Like action, direction, trust, and grace are all required in walking with God. But it also requires this. Walking with God implies company. It's a with thing, not a solo thing. Like I know there are some of you who love going on walks by yourself. I get it. Sometimes to clear your head, sometimes to get just some fresh air, sometimes to not be distracted by all the kids in the house, but you go for a walk. Like I get it, sometimes a walk alone is a good thing. Spiritually speaking, in walking with God, doing it as a solo mission is not a good thing. Like you might be headed in the right direction 90% of the time. Like your roots might be that solid that the actions you carry out are, are on point a lot of the time. When it gets hard and difficult, when that diagnosis comes in, you trust in God's direction and trust in his grace that is sufficient for you like the Apostle Paul did 95% of the time, but not all the time. Like you know the thing about walking with God that is so important to not do it as a solo project is that we have blind spots. You and I don't always see the right direction. Sometimes our own understanding loves to go down the path of least resistance. We, we need to understand that and know that about ourselves, and do life with other people. Like gathering, growing, grouping. Do you see the significance of the roots in walking with God? Like we beat the drum over and over again because we want you to be blessed in your walk with God. We want you to be walking with God. We want you to be able to apply walking with God and to do that, it involves company. Because iron sharpens iron. It involves company. To, to speak into our moments of weakness when we need someone else to say, I know it's hard, I'm here, trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your understanding. To have others in our life who will hold us accountable for wrong actions because <laughs> God wants us in the right direction. Like some of you dislike mom and dad a lot because of what they say to you and sometimes that they, what you call punish, but they do correct because <laughs> they want you in the right direction. Like walking with God implies company and not just for you, but for them. Look at these words. If we're talking about how God calls us to walk with him, a lot of times it's to do these things, to bless other people, to carry them out, to act justly, to be merciful, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. A lot of the actions of God involve others. Like God calls me to love people, but if I do life solo, I can't love you as God's called me to do. God wants us to, to not walk with him alone, but with others. And all that what and all of that how, that walking with God begins with grace, that walking with God requires action, that walking with God calls us and requires us to know the direction, that walking with God requires trust. It sounds like a lot, doesn't it? There's a whole lot of what behind that phrase. I pray you're not confused by it. When God requires it, I pray you can see it I'd encourage you to think about what route you need to work on in order to walk in the right direction, in order to carry out the action, in order maybe to be able to trust God more or walk with people. Like group season is coming up. Like all those things are good. The what and the how are there. But can I leave you with the why? 
Like this last weekend, a weekend ago, my wife and I went on a little mini trip. We were really foolish. We picked to go to Florida at the hottest time possible, but it was very cost effective. So we went to Tampa, we went to St. Petersburg, and I've never been there before. I would not have a clue how to get around that city. You know how many bridges are there to get back and forth and, and here or there? I, I wouldn't know how to find my way around Ybor City or, or anywhere else. And when my wife asked me one morning, the first morning there, like, let's go walking in a 110 degree heat index and get some coffee. I pulled out this fancy little thing called a map on my phone to be able to know what direction to take because I wanted to get some coffee. And then I knew that in order to get there, we had to take action. And I had to trust it. Like I thought to myself, there's a straighter path than this. But if I would have trusted my gut and just walked that direction, I would have ran into the interstate where there was no sidewalk going under it and potentially got lost. Like direction and, and action and trust in order to get the destination of the coffee. And it was good. We made the right choice and get iced coffee because it was so hot. And God wants you to know the why behind the what of walking with him. He wants you headed in the right direction. He longs for you to take action. He wants you to trust and celebrate the grace that put you on the path and will welcome you back when you fall. Because here's the why. Whoever follows me, whoever walks with me, who's ever going in my direction, Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but they'll have the light of life. Like God wants you and me to get from here to there. God wants you and me to be like Adam and Eve when there was no sin because they got to walk with God in the garden. He wants you to walk with him in his kingdom eternally. Like God wants you walking with him because he wants you to be with him. And he gives you the map and direction. He sends you his spirit to help you with the action. He offers you grace for every time you fall. Trust. Trust him. And rely on each other so that you can be blessed in your walk with God until you walk with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and for grace. And we thank you for Jesus. Like he's the one who walked in the right direction and he perfectly carried out every action. And he trusted, Lord, the night before he died in your will and he followed it perfectly. And he walked to the cross to, to do what we couldn't do so that, that we might be made perfect in your eyes. So Lord, for every time we have failed, we thank you for grace. Walking with you required grace and requires it on a daily basis. Thank you for giving it to us. Thank you for Jesus. And I pray for each and every one of us here. I know there are some who aren't headed in the right direction. And I know there are some who are struggling with the action. I know there are some of us, Lord, who might not always trust you and the direction. We're going through something difficult, which is why we need to involve company, Lord, along our journey, and we need to rely on you.